Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I'm always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests, and i got to tell you, today's show is an absolute winner. I want to actually reintroduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and you know, I had our guest expert on our show about a year ago, and I thought his information was just fabulous. So I kind of begged and pleaded and I was able to get him back, especially as we move into new and uncharted waters here in the States. So I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today. Now for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs or through Powerful Words, Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites or the Jason's Army Mastermind Group, you know how much I focus on the importance of being financially savvy, right? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be one of those mandatory life skills that should be taught but just isn't. So strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, folks. Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, shall we? Alrighty, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly possibly get in the way of you being able to focus 100%. So before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Jordan Goodman is known as America's Money Answers Man because he's been answering American personal financial questions for almost 40 years. He's written 14 best-selling books, including Master Your Debt, Fast Profits in Hard Times, and The Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms. He was a Wall Street correspondent in Money Magazine for 18 years and is currently the host of the National Weekly Money Answers radio show on the Voice America Business Network. He's a regular commentator on financial topics on national and local radio and TV shows across America, and he runs the personal finance website www.moneyanswers.com. Jordan, welcome back to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you back. Great to be with you, Jason. Appreciate it. So, listen, before we, uh, before we get started, do me a favor. Remind our listeners, if you would, you know, what's your story? What are you passionate about? Who is Jordan Goodman? Well, I'm passionate about helping people make better financial decisions, both in their individual life and for their companies. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. I went to Columbia School of Journalism. I've actually got my 40th reunion coming up. I was class of 1977, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, Money Magazine, as you said, and... NBC News and Marketplace Radio, and I've done all these books, things like uh, Fast Profits and Hard Times, uh, the Dictionary of Financial Terms you mentioned, uh, my latest one's on uh, student loan, the ultimate guide to student loan debt. Um, so I just see where people's pain points are in personal finances, and I've got a lot of resources and specific practical advice to help them. So what we're going to go over today, a lot of specific things, and then in each case, I'm going to give people a specific website, phone number, practical way to implement the advice. I don't want them just to hear it. 
I want them to take action and actually make it happen for themselves. Well, that's the key, right? So I want to dive in because ever since I was uh, alerted that we were able to get you back on the show, um, gosh, I have so many questions and I got to believe that so many of my listeners have similar. So, you know, clearly we've had a change of regime and leadership in the United States. So... Uh, big time, as they would say, yes. <laughs> yeah, big league. Um, so in your opinion, in your expertise, you know, how has having Donald Trump as president changed the landscape for how people should be investing and in, in, in working their money these days? Completely different world than we've had the last eight years. Basically, everything that President Obama did the last eight years uh, has been or will be reversed when you get down to it. So that's, that's about the biggest changes you can get, Jason, in, in every area, in health care, in taxes, in trade, in immigration, uh, in energy policy, uh, in consumer protection. I mean, you could go through all these different areas, and we're going diametrically opposed to what we uh, did before. On the investing front, uh, I mean, the markets have just been rocketing here um, on the anticipation of uh, lower taxes, both for corporations and individuals, a huge infrastructure program, some people talk about 500 billion. Some people talk about a trillion. Something President Obama wanted to do but never was able to get through. That's now going to happen. A massive deregulation across the uh, many, many different industries, which is very positive for investors, um, and a lot of repatriation of money. It's about two and a half trillion dollars overseas uh, that companies have kept there because if they brought it back, they'd have a 35% tax. That's probably going to be lowered to maybe 10% to bring a lot of that money back here invested in America. So in every area, we're kind of in a completely different uh, era, um, and that's why it's been so positive for investors, uh, because they're really on board with, with the, uh, you know, the kind of scenario that President Trump is doing, and he's got a Republican Congress to do it with, and he's probably going to have his fifth Supreme Court justice as well, so uh, the Supreme Court decides. So I guess you'd call it a political trifecta to be able to implement the ideas. We've had so much gridlock for the last eight years before President Trump came in that uh, not, not much got done. I mean, the first two years, President Obama got Dodd-Frank and Obamacare through. The last six years, pretty much nothing because the Republican Congress you know, wouldn't let him do it. And everything he did was by executive order. And Trump has pretty much reversed all his executive orders. <laughs> it's like a completely different world than we've had the last few years here. No doubt. So do you feel like, um, I guess speaking on interest rates, you know, what do you feel like your outlook is uh, in the current economy, you know, and how, how should that affect people's investing picks, really even just in the fixed income area? So this is a major change. The last 30 years, we've basically been having falling interest rates. Uh, and that affects mortgages, that affects fixed income investors. Uh, that reversed basically in the summer of 2016. And since then, we've been having rising interest rates. And I think they're going to rise a lot more from where we are now. Uh, the Federal Reserve raised rates a quarter point in December. Uh, my expectation for 2017 is they'll raise rates a total of three times. Uh, they control what's called the Fed Funds rate, which is the short overnight rate. That's now at 0.75, 75 basis points. If they raise it three times in 2017, we're talking about going up to 1.5% on the Fed Funds rate. And that flows through to the prime rate, which is what people get charged for loans. So the prime rate today is 375, and that's going to go up to 4.5%. So that means that what you're paying 
on credit cards, student loans, car loans, mortgages, all the things that's going to go up by three-quarters of a point. But what you're earning is not going to go up, Jason. <laughs> In other words, the bank, this is why the bank stocks and financial stocks have done so well, is their profit margins are widening dramatically without them having to do anything. So they can charge more for loans, but what they pay on deposits, savings accounts, CDs, money market funds is going to remain pretty much near zero. Abysmal. Yeah. For as far as the eye can see. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's a dilemma for people. And then bonds, Long-term bonds, you get the 10-year Treasury is about 2.5% interest rate. Uh, before the election, it was about 1.5%, so it's gone up a full percentage point. I think it could go much higher. I think it could go to over 3%, maybe even as much as 4% uh, this year, if, in fact, everything we just talked about... That's for the 10-year? ...economic stimulus happens. Um, so that's a very different world than we've had the last 30 years or so with interest rates rising instead of falling. So if you're in bonds for income or what I call bond surrogates, things like utility stocks, real estate investment trusts, master limited partnerships that have high yields, those get hurt the most in a rising interest rate environment. Okay, Because say you're getting 2.5% on a 10-year treasury bond and rates go from 25 to 3.5%. doesn't sound like much. You'll lose 20 25% of your principal. So while you're earning 2.5% in income, you're losing 20% of your principal. That is not a good deal, okay? Yeah. And, and that's very different than what people have been used to, where you've got yields, but you had a little bit of capital gains uh, as well. So you asked, what's the alternative in the fixed income arena? And what I'm recommending are real estate uh, income funds that do commercial projects where you can get a safe 8% yield with no market fluctuation whatsoever, minimum hold time 18 months, so it's not, not 10 years. Uh, you can get monthly checks. And if you don't want the checks, you can reinvest them and have your money compound at 8%. And as I said, I'm always going to give websites to help people do these things. The website for this is commercialrealestateincomefunds.com. And there's also a phone number, 888-444-2102. Now, this is what's called a Regulation A-plus fund, which is a relatively new vehicle. It was founded as part of the Jobs Act of 2012, and these have started to come out recently, it allows the average individual to get into things which in the past only multimillionaire so-called accredited investors could get into, maybe institutions. So something like this fund is only $5,000 minimum to get into. I mean, in the past, it would have been like 100000 if not a million, to get into something like this. So here the average person is able to go into this commercial real estate area, get an 8% yield, uh, and not have any market fluctuation. If interest rates keep rising, as I think they will, you'll lose a lot of money in the bonds and bond surrogates. But here you get your money back, 18 months, so you can keep in there as long as you like. But there's no market fluctuation in your principal. So that, to me, is a solution for a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there, Jason, I talked to, who are very uh, worried about the stock market being up so much, and they just think they don't want to get in at the peak. Yet they've got their money in cash earning nothing. Here's a kind of middle solution where they can earn 8% without having market volatility. That makes sense. I mean, and, and real briefly, just on the fact that we're over, you know, we're recording this at the end or the middle of February, um, you know, we're over 20, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always shocked when I, uh, when I check in and I see that. Um, you know, for those who are, are stock heavy, do you feel like, we're at a place now where there's still upside potential? 
Much so. Yes, I do. I, I've been on the record as saying I think the Dow Jones now, well over 20,000, will end 2017 at 23,000. That's what I've been saying. Um, and if everything we just talked about, tax cuts, infrastructure spending, deregulation, in fact happens, or at least is in the process of happening, that is extremely positive uh, for stocks and stock investors, um, not only financially, but psychologically. And people, uh, there's a tremendous amount of enthusiasm out there that you know, if you get in now, it's going to go higher. So it kind of feeds on itself to some extent. So, you know, I think the stock market could go much higher, but obviously there's volatility and there's, uh, it, it, things could go wrong. We could start a shooting war with North Korea. I mean, all kinds of things could happen that could upset the apple cart here. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just saying, have, and a simple way to do it would be an index fund where you're just matching the market, not trying to pick individual stocks. You could do a Dow or S&P 500 index fund, which is a simple way to, to play it. Last year in 2016, you would have gotten a 13% yield on a, an index fund. So I'm saying for your growth portfolio, stocks in the long run, but for your income portfolio, I don't want you to get hurt having your money in bonds and bond surrogates as rates rise. And that's where something like this commercial real estate income fund might be able to help people as an alternative. Makes a lot of sense. All right, let's talk real estate for a second. <clears throat> How do you feel real estate is going to be affected, you know, either positively or negatively under Trump? Um, and not just their for folks um, living or primary residences, but also any of their investment properties. So in general, uh, Trump's policies are positive for real estate. In general, positive real estate has been rising in price 5 6% on a national basis in certain markets, much more than that. It's always a supply-demand situation. And in many markets today, there's not enough supply and there's more demand. Who would have thought we'd say that? Uh, and that's pushing up uh, prices to some extent. Uh, we're having about 2 million new households being formed every year, and yet we're only building about six or 700,000 new homes. And remember, every year a certain amount of homes are lost to fire, to flood, to tornadoes, to hurricanes, whatever it may be, and just general deterioration. So we're not building enough homes to replace uh, what's already being lost and the, the new demand for it. So that's why prices have been going up. Uh, now, mortgage rates are going to go up as well. I mean, as I said, I, I think interest rates are going to rise further. Um, and so that's making houses a little bit less affordable than they were before. The 30-year fixed rate mortgage, which before the election was about 3.5%, is now about 4.5%. And I think could end the year about 5%. So it makes it more expensive uh, to do it. And that means that if you're on the fence now, move sooner rather than later, Jason, because it's only going to get more expensive. Both the price of the homes is going to be going up and the mortgage rates are going to be going up. Um, it, so I would move. Now, the, the mortgage that I've always had is what's called the automatic rate cut or ARC loan. Because when the rates go down, it automatically goes down. When rates go up, it does not go up. It's a kind of a one-way street in your favor, I guess you might say. Oh, well, that's tremendous. Uh, a website for that is arcloan.com, A-R-C-L-O-A-N.com, um, and they've been around for a long time. They've also got a phone number, 800-272-5626. So when I got my original Arcloan in 2001 when rates were about 10%. It's come down seven times. It's now about 3.5%. So... Every time rates fall, it goes down. Every time rates go up, it doesn't affect you at all. And the maturity doesn't change either. Um, so that's the kind of thing you could get into and get a home. Now, you have to make a judgment as to uh, do you want to buy a home? A lot of people, particularly millennials, are deciding it's not worth it for them. They don't want to be tied down to a particular place. 
Um, homes are a place to live, not a place to make money in itself. Okay, people kind of lost track of that here. Um, you know, you have maintenance, you've got property taxes, you've got mortgage payments. There's a lot to it. Uh, and I hear people say, "Oh, well, my rent is a thousand, my mortgage is a thousand, so it's easy. I'll just go to, go buy." Well, you forget about all the other costs involved in buying a home and the responsibilities uh, involved in that. Uh, one thing I think could change under Trump is it could make it easier to get a mortgage. We had the Dodd-Frank laws come in in 2010, and that's kind of deep into the system now. Now, he's not going to repeal Dodd-Frank completely, but I think roll back certain portions of it. One of the, the downsides of Dodd-Frank has been a tremendously difficult environment to get a mortgage. You need at least 20% down, 700-plus credit scores, Tons of paperwork. You've got to prove everything about yourself ten times over. And it's made it really difficult for the average credit-worthy person to get a mortgage. I think some of that could be rolled back and therefore make it a little bit easier to get a mortgage. Even though the rates may be higher, the process could be a little bit easier, which would be a positive. So all these things are positive for real estate. And certainly if what Trump talks about as far as bringing more jobs into America and factories here, that's what creates real estate appreciation. When people are moving in to an area, uh, they need to live somewhere. <laughs> They're going to be buying homes and creating more demand. So if those things happen, uh, that's very positive for real estate. But real estate should be a place to live, not a place designed to make money for you. Well, I mean, certainly not now. I mean, I remember my parents buying a house for $50,000 and, yeah. you know, eventually selling it for three-quarters of a million. That's not happening today. That's not happening, correct. You're already at a high, much higher price. Um, I mean, certain areas, San Francisco and somewhere which is super hot, maybe you can get that. But it's risky to get in when things have already gone up a lot. So, and, and I mean, you, as you say, a, a normal kind of house, $700,000 or something like that, a lot of people just can't, can't get there. They just you know, can't put a down payment together. And that's why a lot more people who in the past would have bought are now renting. The home ownership rate has come down. It was about 60% that at the peak in about 2005, and it got up to about 70%, and now it's back down to about 60, 61% because the down payments, the costs, the, all the taxes, the insurance are just more than a lot of people can handle. And that's probably a good thing. I mean, when we had the, the home ownership rate at 70%, there were a lot of people happened. in homes who shouldn't have been in those homes, okay? And we found that out pretty quickly the hard way. Um, and so you had all kinds of people defaulting and walking away from their homes. Uh, they called it strategic default, which meant people just walked away. And then they'd send in the keys. This is what the banks would call jingle mail. They would get a, an envelope with a, the keys in it and say, oh, boy, number, somebody else just walked away from their house. That was not good for anybody. So maybe we're at a more normal level of homeownership now because uh, it had gotten too too strong. Well, I'm guessing that at that point, you know, for those who are in a position, you know, to own investment property, there's going to be more demand then, right? So investment property can be very good. Rental real estate can work out very well in this environment. Just don't overpay for it. Uh, I mean, I'm around the country, for example, in Denver and various places, there's just too much demand for investment property. And so if you pay too much for it and you're in negative cash flow because you're taking a big mortgage, your rents don't cover that, you're hoping to be bailed out by appreciation. That's a risky kind of thing to do. So if you're doing rental real estate, uh, you may buy it cheaper one way or the other. You may need to renovate it, but have it at least be positive cash flow. The amount of rent is more than your expenses, than your taxes, than your mortgage. And then in the long term, your, your tenants are paying off your mortgage. Think of it that way. 
but a lot of people are just too enthusiastic and they're paying too much for rental properties and it's probably not going to end well. Makes sense. I know we discussed this last time I had you on the show, but I think it, it's such interesting um, and important information. I'm, I'm hoping you can kind of review. So sure. what, are, what are some of the ways that people can pay off their mortgages faster using mortgage optimization strategies rather than, than going the typical route of 15 or 30 years? So this whole idea of mortgage optimization is something you'll never hear about from banks, okay, because they do not want you to know that you don't have to be paying for your mortgage for 15 or 30 years, something like that. Uh, there is a website that gives you more detail on this, which is called truthinequity.com. And here's how it works. Uh, with a traditional mortgage system, you keep your money, your paycheck and so on, in a checking account, sitting there earning zero. And then you take out a mortgage for 15 or 30 years. And all the interest on the mortgage is front-end loaded. <laughs> you get a 30-year mortgage, and after 10 or 15 years, maybe you paid off 10% of the principal. All the interest that's front and loaded. Okay, so this this system works very well for the banks. They got your money for free. You pay them interest forever, and even better, you refinance and then start a new 30-year clock all over again and throw away all the interest you paid for the last 10 years or so. Right. So mortgage optimization kind of reverses the tables and puts you in control instead of putting the bank in control. And so here's basically how it works: uh, you use a home equity line of credit, or what's called the HELOC which is a liquid line against your house, kind of a second mortgage. You keep your money in the HELOC, pushing your principal down every day, and you take kind of bulk payments from the HELOC towards your first, and then you're making progress every day in lowering the amount you owe, and you pay off the HELOC, and you pay off the first mortgage, and literally in about five, six, seven years, depending on how the numbers work out, uh, you are now completely mortgage-free. Okay, it's a it's an amazing thing. A lot of people don't know about it all. Uh, and again, a free website to kind of go through how the whole thing would work. At truthandequity.com, you put in the numbers that apply to your situation. Uh, you know, mortgage, your house value, your income, your expenses, and say, okay, based on what you're doing today, it's going to take you 28 and a half years to pay off your mortgage. And on the same level of income you've got right now, it'll be 5.6 years, whatever the numbers come out to be. And then they show you step by step how to do it. So I just saved your listeners tens of thousands of dollars in needless interest and something like 25 years off their mortgage on their existing level of income. How about that? That's fabulous, folks. you got to take a look at that. <laughs> so as from, from the small business perspective, what are some ways that small businesses are able to get financing at you know, reasonable rates and terms um, in the current banking environment that we've got here? Still very tight out there for small businesses. And uh, we talked about Dodd-Frank a little bit. It's also made it really difficult for small businesses to get loans from the banks uh, because they have all these regulations on not taking any risk of any kind. So uh, small businesses are either not expanding or not hiring, you know, basically not doing what they should be doing uh, because either they don't have access to capital at all or it's very, very expensive. I'll tell you a bad thing that's going out there, Jason, is something called merchant cash advances for small businesses, where they take a piece of your daily uh, credit card receivables, say you're a restaurant or something like that, very, very high interest rates, high fees, 30%, 40% interest rates. It's kind of like what I call the payday lending syndrome for small businesses, basically. You get on this thing and you can't get off, and it puts a lot of small businesses under. That's, that's kind of an outgrowth of Dodd-Frank because they can't get traditional loans from banks. So they go to these merchant cash advance people and get just terrible uh, terms. A better way to go is there are people 
and institutions that want to lend to small businesses that are kind of outside the traditional uh, banking system. Hedge funds would be an example because they can get decent yields with some pretty good safety uh, and they put some money into it. Now, it's hard for the average individual to find it. Here's a place that will help you find that, which is called CorporateLendingSolutions.com. CorporateLendingSolutions.com. So what they do is they have access to hedge funds and to all kinds of other places uh, that can get you decent rate uh, small business funding that in the past you know you might, might not be able to do. So maybe Dodd-Frank will loosen things up a little bit if they kind of get make it a little easier for the banks. But it's going to take a long time. The banks are very, very gun-shy. And in the meantime, if you're a small business, either needed to start up or to expand or do research and development or marketing or add a new location, there is funding available, and that's a solution that can help people. Again, corporatelendingsolutions.com. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. All right. So many people can claim found money, and I've heard you talk about this before, um, that they might not be aware of. So how can folks find out more about that? It is amazing. There is money to be had, and people don't realize it's out there. There's a lot of what are called unclaimed funds. Now, each state has a department of unclaimed funds, and there are literally hundreds of billions of dollars in those states. So, for example, you move from one place to another, and you forget a bank account, or uh, somebody dies and have a life insurance policy, and, and they don't know where to send the, the death benefit. Uh, people move from one job to another, and they left an old 401k at the old place. Uh, it's just there's tons of money that is left, and you can claim your share of it, actually. And there is a website for that called missingmoney.com, which is actually a consortium of all these state unclaimed funds departments. And you put in every way you can get your name, you know, not just Jason Silverman, but your middle initial and every address you've had, because they may have these funds listed in an address you had 10 years ago, or whatever it may be. Or, uh, so you'd be surprised you go in there, and uh, it's free, and you can find thousands of dollars that you didn't know you had uh, under missingmoney.com. And one specific area that I think a lot of people could really be benefiting from is to sell their life insurance policies. People have life insurance policies. Maybe they bought it when their kids were young, and now the kids are self-supporting. Uh, the premiums may be going up. They don't really need it anymore. So they let those policies lapse, which is exactly what the insurance company wants. But they don't realize there's a whole market for existing life insurance policies. It's called the life settlement market. And you could sell that policy into that market and potentially earn tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're just going to let go if you have a um, you know, the policy lapse. There's a website for that, too, fundinglife.com. They've also got a phone number, 877-485-6681. And what they do is they match you, the seller of the life insurance policy, with the people who want to buy it, and you will be surprised about what kind of – I saw a case recently. A guy had a million-dollar death benefit policy. I think he was 72, and he had a bit of a heart condition, something like that. He sold it for $400,000 because the people buying it pay 400000 now. When he dies – they get a million, right? right? <laughs> so they don't know when they're going to get paid, but they know they're going to get paid, and they become the beneficiaries, and they take over the premiums. So in that case, the guy gets 400000 in cash right now, which he can invest, and he doesn't have to pay premiums anymore, and his kids 
aren't going to get the million dollars anymore, but hopefully they're doing okay now. He gets cash to live now, right, in a perfect case like that. So that's what's called selling into the life settlement market. And, again, the website fundinglife.com has helped a lot of people. What, what is an asset, a piece of paper sitting in the closet you don't even think about, could literally be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's, that's amazing. I hadn't even considered that. That's brilliant. All right. It is time, Jordan, for our resource of the week. So tell me this. How can my listeners find out more about you and how you're helping folks to uh, get rid of debt and make their lives easier? So my website is moneyanswers.com. Uh, I think I started in 1993, something like that. So it's been around a long time. I have a lot of resources, links, videos, all kinds of helpful things. And I'm glad to take emails from your listeners as well. There's a little Ask Jordan button. Last time I was on with you about a year ago, I got quite a few emails from you folks. And I just love to help people. This is my mission in life is to help. I mean, just look at what we've talked about in our time together. here. We've talked about how to profit from the Trump time, how to earn 8% in commercial real estate income funds, how to get better mortgages, how to pay your mortgage off faster, how to get small business loans, how to sell your life insurance policies for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, these are just a few examples of the kind of resources that I'd like to help people with. I'm solving problems they didn't even know they had. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So www.moneyanswers.com. Correct. Perfect. All right. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly, help them to live a better life, what would that piece of advice be? The one key word in business to make you successful is leverage. And by leverage, I don't mean debt. I mean leveraging your capabilities with those of others, either financially or business contacts or customers, where the two of you combined can do a lot more than each of you individually. That is the key to business success, as far as I know. So I leverage with other people. I mean, I can only do so much myself, but if I'm referring to other people and they're referring to me, we can create a tremendous success. And that's true in any business. You can't do it on your own. You only have 24 hours in a day, and hopefully you sleep a little bit. But if you leverage other people's expertise, contacts, finances, uh, the, the sky's the limit. Fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous tips. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, so it truly means the world that you'd, uh, you'd share some of your time and a whole bunch of wisdom and just such amazing resources. Thank you a million times. Well, thanks so much, Jason. Appreciate it. I'd love to help your listeners in any way I can. Absolutely. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.